Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus <laughs> right here on WMAF. We hope that you're having a wonderful day today as we enter into this Thanksgiving holiday uh, that will quickly turn uh, toward Christmas and New Year. We pray today that we might come into a place in our spiritual walk with God, if you are a Christian, that Thanksgiving will not be just a holiday. It will be a holy day, and it won't be on Thanksgiving Day. It will be every single day of our life. As believers, we don't celebrate and give thanks just one day a year. It's not a national holiday that is our incentive to stop and reflect on all the things that we should be thankful for. It is a spiritual holy day. Every day should be a day of gratitude and thanksgiving praising and worshiping God for all that He has done in Jesus Christ for you and for me. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Giving thanks for all things. Praise God. Amen. In everything give thanks. This is the great challenge today in a world that is filled with ingratitude. Uh, it is a, a more serious sin uh, than most of us realize. And that's what we want to look at today. We want to be right with God. We want to, we want to bless the Lord, as David said. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. And so a greatly grateful heart will lead to perpetual praise. I want to talk about that in just a moment. Out of Psalm 34, and then we will go forward. In this Thanksgiving, uh, this Thanksgiving time, as we count down to a, a, a holiday in our culture, but a holy, holy, holy time in the life of a Christian. And because long before Thanksgiving, we're going to be giving thanks. And long after Thanksgiving, we're going to continue to give thanks. Praise God. Well, listen, I want to thank every one of you that are returned listeners to this broadcast. We want to be challenged by the Word of God that we can be changed by the Word of God. Because all Scripture uh, is given to bring this mighty, wonderful change in our character that we might actually begin to partake of the divine nature. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and that we might live lives that uh, represent a kingdom that is diametrically different than the kingdom of this world, the kingdoms of darkness that rule and influence this world and our culture today. Uh, so a greatly grateful heart is our target to maintain that, giving thanks in all things, in all circumstances of life. Amen. Listen to what David said in Psalm 34. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. <laughs> Amen. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. 
I will bless the Lord at all times or in all circumstances of life. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. I have made a statement. I want to reiterate it in light of this scripture that true worship must be the outflowing of a heart overflowing with gratitude. I want to say that again. True worship must be the outflowing of a heart overflowing with gratitude. The Bible simply says, and we'll read it in a moment, enter his gates with thanksgiving. You can see the the progression here. And enter his courts with praise and come before his presence with singing. But the foundation for all of this first is the attitude, then the activity. The attitude of gratitude opens the gates to the presence of God. And then the praise and worship brings us into his courts. And when that praise and worship is expressed personally in 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 our our singing to the Lord. You know, the New Testament says, always making melody, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, always making melody in your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. It also says speaking to one another. This is how we encourage worship in each other and praise in each other. We stimulate one another for we speak to one another in psalms and hymns. What is one of those psalms that would stimulate praise? Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, Psalm 103, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all of thine iniquity, heals all all of thy diseases, satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles, and delivers thy soul from destruction. Hallelujah. If that isn't something to praise God for, I don't know what is. If that doesn't stimulate an attitude of gratitude, hallelujah, I don't know what can, what blessings we have from the Lord in our lives today. We may not have all the material things our heart desires, but we've got everything that we need to be grateful and thankful, for we are blessed beyond any billionaire who can acquire every material blessing known to man. Uh, We are blessed with eternal blessings. Hallelujah. We are blessed with eternal life. We have been forgiven all of our sin, and we have God now, not as a force in the universe, but our Father which art in heaven. Praise God. David said, I'm going to maintain an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to express it by blessing the Lord at all times or in every circumstance. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. I got an article the other day called Ignoring the No Trespassing Sign. And it simply said two men were walking through a field one day when they spotted an enraged bull. Instantly, they darted toward the nearest fence. The storming bull followed them in hot pursuit, and it was soon apparent they wouldn't make it. 
Terrified, the one shouted to the other, Put up a prayer, John. We're in for it. John answered, I can't. I've never made a public prayer in my life. But you must, as he panted and ran with all of his might. The bull is catching up to us. All right, panted John. I'll say the only prayer I know. The one my father used to repeat at the table. O Lord, for what we're about to receive, make us truly thankful. (laughs) In this humorous story, they were thanking God in their circumstance, but it wasn't coming from the heart. It was simply parroting a prayer that they had heard. There was nothing personal, nothing authentic, nothing true about it. You know, the Bible said they that worship God must worship Him. It's an imperative in spirit and in truth. You see, we can put all kind of, project all kind of images of gratitude and thanksgiving and praise and worship. We can sing with the choir, in the choir. Uh, we can, we can, uh, we can sing with the worship leader. Uh, we can sing loud and strong. But God looks past all of the trappings of religion and all of our offerings of worship. And he looks at the attitude of the heart. And he looks for there to be truth in that worship. And truth begins with that attitude of heart. Enter his gates with thanksgiving before we can enter his courts with praise. Hallelujah. It all begins with an attitude of gratitude. You see, unthankfulness to God is described as approaching rebellion against God more than anything else. So although we can relate to it even laughingly, let's admit the seriousness of this and understand that with all of our talk about joy and all of our desire to have the joy of the Lord, there will be no joy until we diagnose the cancer of unthankfulness. Because it is that cancer that swallows up our joy. Ingratitude, unthankfulness to God, leads to sin and rebellion. Let's make no mistake about it. It's a great sin. Look at Romans chapter 1 as Paul describes the wicked and tells us why the world is in the state that it's in. It tells us the human race wasn't made this way. Something terrible happened. And what was that something? According to Romans 1 in verse 25, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served, created things or creature more than the Creator. That's what's wrong with us. Man puts himself in the center instead of God. That's what we have been saying. Verse 21 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God or, listen, or gave thanks to Him. Now that blows me away today, friend, 
because it goes on to talk about idolatry next. Second, after not giving thanks, is idolatry. Number one on the list of hideous sins is unthankfulness. Second is idolatry. Third is perversion and sexual immorality. Number one on the list, though, is unthankfulness. It stands at the front when all the armies of sins come against God, when every sin raises its fist to do away with God. The general in command is unthankfulness. It leads in pure, unadulterated rebellion against God. And that's why it is so important that we as Christians don't fall into the trap of ingratitude. These last days are characterized by self-indulgence, a self-indulgent spirit producing a generation of self-centered men and women, boys and girls. Instead of God-centered, we become self-centered. And um, among the evil fruit is self-love and then unthankfulness. Look at Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. It said, This know that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. And out of that, I told our, 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 our ministry of media that, that uh, the way we could convey this message, if we were to capture it in, in, in an artistic way or, or to use an analogy, would be a, a tree trunk uh, uh, that grew into a, uh, a, very, uh, a, a very evil, wicked tree with limbs with every kind of sinful attitude and activity on it. But the trunk of the tree that produces all of this evil fruit would be self-love. And that is why, in order to follow Jesus Christ, the first prerequisite is this, according to his words, if any man would become my disciple, let him deny himself, that old self of selfishness and self-centeredness and self-exaltation must be put down. That must be denied. In order to take up our cross and follow Christ, we have to begin with getting rid of self-love <laughs> and replace it with love for God and love for Jesus and love for one another and love for our fellow man. We become selfless if we follow Christ. We become selfish if we follow the world and the culture around us. The Bible said this, Know that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be, there's the trunk of the tree, lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heavy, high-minded, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures. See, there's self-love, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of 
of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Biblically, giving thanks is actually a sacrifice offering, dear friend. In the Old Testament days, on the Day of Atonement, the high priest entered into the Holy of Holies to be in the presence of God so he could make an offering for the sins of Israel. And when Israel's sins were forgiven, they offered another sacrifice called the thank offering. How thankful they were is described in Psalm 116. Listen to it. To you will I offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. Verse 18 says, I shall pay my vows to the Lord. Oh, may it be in the presence of all his people. 19 says, In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. And Psalm 100, it says, Shout joyfully unto the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with, here's the attitude, with thanksgiving. And enter his courts with praise. Here's the activity of worship. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. And his faithfulness is to all generations. This is how thankful the Israelites were when they knew their sins were forgiven. But we are so much more blessed than even this. We don't have to bring sacrifices of blood or offerings of silver or gold for atonement. Jesus has done it all at the cross, completely and perfectly, once and for all. Instead, He wants us to bring Him a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving from our own lips unto him initially turn with me to hebrews if you will in the new covenant 13 in verse 15 it says through him then that is jesus let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to god that is the fruit of our lips that give thanks to his name and do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. You see, this is the will of God, Christ Jesus concerning us. Hallelujah. That in everything we give thanks to God. If you want to please God, then offer Him thanks continually with the fruit of your lips. Don't just mouth the words but develop the right attitude in the heart. Count your blessings. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to read this, this, true, uh, this true illustration. Thanksgiving. Uh, the habit of giving thanks is good. It brings joy to the heart of God. We overcome negative inclinations and face life with a positive attitude. So this is what I wanted to share with you. While on a short-term mission trip, Pastor Jack Hinton from New Bern, North Carolina, was leading 
worship at a leper colony years ago on the island of Tobago. There was a time for one more song, he said, and he asked if anyone had a request. A woman who had been facing away from the pulpit turned around. He said it was the most hideous face I've ever seen. The woman's nose and ears were entirely gone. The disease had destroyed her lips as well. She lifted a fingerless hand in the air and asked, Can we sing, Count Your Many Blessings? Overcome with emotion, Hinton left the service. He was followed by a team member who said, Jack, I guess you'll never be able to sing that song again. Yes, I will, he replied, but I'll never sing it in the same way. Oh, friend, if someone in that circumstance of life wants to sing praise to God with gratitude in the heart, count your many blessings, count them one by one, and you will be amazed at what the Lord has done. What would change in my life and yours when every time that we feel the the flesh beginning to lead us toward ingratitude, every time we want to grumble and complain about our our lot in life or how we're how we're mistreated or how we are we are not receiving what we feel entitled to receive, how many times do we need to stop and count the blessing of Christ's sacrifice on the cross? Count the blessing of the Father's benevolence, His grace, His mercy toward us, that He would give His only begotten Son. How many times can we, should we be able, through that focusing on what God has done for us in Christ, that would transcend the immediate negative circumstances of our life and stimulate an attitude of gratitude that we might give thanks unto the Lord, that we might be a people of praise and worship, remembering that true worship must be the outflowing of a heart that is overflowing with gratitude to the Lord. Hallelujah. First is the attitude, then the activity of worship. I believe that God would find true worshipers in every Christian gathering if every Christian in that gathering would have an attitude of gratitude and overflowing joy in the Lord. You know, the Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength, our strength to endure the persecutions, our strength to endure temptation, our strength to endure the the pull of the world, our strength to endure the weakness of our own flesh is found with a foundation of gratitude to God. Great faith is an outworking of that thankfulness no wonder the the bible is so clear in so many portions of how vitally important thanksgiving is unto god remember the story of the 10 lepers that jesus told 
ten lepers came to him for healing. They had to go once they were healed and show the priest that they had no more leprosy so they could interact with their families and with anyone. They were to cry unclean when anyone came near them so as not to infect someone else with this terrible, terrifying disease. So they came to Jesus, and Jesus, in his mercy, in his grace, healed them. They had to, they had to act on their faith. They had to go their way by an act of faith and show themselves to the priest. That's what he told them. Go thy way. Show yourself to the priest that you're healed. And they were not healed yet, but as they went, that's a whole other sermon, but as they acted on his word, healing occurred in their bodies. And by the time they got to the priest, their skin was like a newborn baby's. They were healed. And you know, I remember a song that goes along with what happened next. Remember the song we used to sing? out of joy of receiving from the Lord the blessing of help or healing or deliverance. And it simply says, I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted from the Lord. Well, it's not enough to sing about his blessings when we receive them. What about blessing the blesser? David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. They got what they wanted. They took off to begin to live their life to the fullest because of the grace and the goodness and the power and presence of God that healed them. But one of them came back. He bowed before Jesus to give thanks. And Jesus said, we're not ten healed. Does it matter to God? Does it make that much of a difference to him? Oh, friend, listen to the words of Christ. Were there not ten healed? Only this one has come back to give thanks. And he said, go thy way. Thy faith has made you whole. Friend, we're not just whole because we are healed physically or blessed materially. We are truly whole when we are spiritually in the right relationship with God that He has called us to be. And you can't be fully right until your sins are forgiven and remitted and when your heart is filled with gratitude for what the Bible calls the unspeakable gift, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Oh, what we have supersedes and transcends anything materially or physically that we could possibly receive. And how thankful we ought to be regardless of whether we're rich or poor, or whether we'll, we're completely healed, or whether we're battling with some physical problem, some handicap, we should be of all people of the planet Earth, <laughs> the most grateful unto God. For we have escaped the judgment to come. We're not going to spend eternity banished and punished eternally from the presence of God. We're going to spend eternity 
in a place he's prepared. Hallelujah. Forever. Age without end. And today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior, I pray right now that you will come to Him. That that this day coming up called Thanksgiving will not be just a turkey day for you, but it will be a day when your heart is overflowing with gratitude to the Lord for all the blessing of forgiveness and pardon and salvation. Repent of your sin. Run to Jesus and let His precious blood cleanse you and live a life of gratitude and follow Jesus all the way to heaven. Oh, friend, and come back next week, will you? And let's continue to talk about Jesus. God bless you this Thanksgiving season. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. And let Thanksgiving season be every day of your life. Amen. And amen.